Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 290. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubel, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. How are you today? (laughs) Everything I'm doing now, I just feel like I'm just hearing my voice, listening to my voice more. And the reason for that is because I auditioned to be the narrator of my book in the form of an audiobook, and I was accepted. Hooray! I get to narrate my own audiobook. Now, some people might be like, wait, what? They, they you know, <laughs> can decide that you can't do it. And yes, when you work with a traditional publisher, they can decide that. And to be honest, You know, if you really think about it, it makes sense. I don't know if you've ever listened to an audiobook where maybe the person wasn't so great and was kind of boring. (laughs) And that's not so good for the book, right? Um, Who narrates it is important in terms of their ability. Now, I personally always, always, always prefer when the author reads the book, if I'm going to listen to an audiobook. And in fact, I have not actually purchased certain audiobooks because it wasn't the author reading it. Now, not to say anything against that author, anything against that book, it's probably better for the book. I just personally really, really, really love to hear the message of the book, particularly nonfiction, coming from the author because it's their story often, right? So I personally prefer that. Anyway, it's kind of a big deal. So I just want to say big deal in the sense that this is, it's when it sounds easy, 
that's because the person doing it is so skillful that they make it sound easy. So I know I've done this podcast for many, many years now, and it sounds like (laughs) this is very, very easy. But I also don't script this. I don't sit here and read an episode to you. And so reading what's actually in text is different. And to make it sound interesting, I'm not, I don't even want to say it's hard. It just requires a lot of attention and focus and presence. So I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my life, particularly if you have children or if you've ever read a story to a small child, you know, when you read the same stories again and again, and it's nighttime, and you're snuggling or whatever before bed. I mean, the number of times I've read a book out loud where my brain was actually somewhere completely different. I mean, I can't even count right? Like we're not actually present. We're just saying it. And maybe we're even emoting and making it sound interesting. But mentally, we're not there. You cannot do that even for one second with the book. So I actually worked with my audiobook producer and did a bit of a call with her. She gave me some feedback and coaching and it was amazing, super helpful. But what I realized is that like, if you lose focus for just a moment, like if for one moment, you're just saying the words while you're scrolling or like focusing on not losing your place while you're reading or something, that can be heard. And when hearing the voice is the only medium, you just can't do that. Now, the good news is it's not a live performance. So I totally can just stop and redo it anytime I need to. Um, But uh, I start tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. I've been thinking a lot about just how I say things and how things can be conversational and literally envisioning you on the other side, like it's just me having a conversation with you, just this one person (laughs) on the other side of the microphone. And I'm just talking to you and it should sound natural in that way. And so I just want to do a really good job for you because I don't want any performance that I do to somehow hinder or detract from the book in any way or the messaging, because I think it's so important to get that out into the world. So, so in case you're new and you're like, what's this book? I have a book called how to lose weight for the last time. Brain-Based Solutions for Permanent Weight Loss, that's going to be published on September 20th. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to be recording the audiobook. So it's five full days of my life. Hopefully not many more than that. Hopefully five days will cut it. I kind of have a feeling that once I get the hang of it and I got on a roll, it'll be less than the five days. But you know what? It's it's okay. If it takes five days, that's okay too. (laughs) There's no rush. Just want to do a good, good job. And I think that once tomorrow is over with, I have that first day under my belt and I have some comfort with the director and the, you know, all the people in the, in the sound studio, I actually am going to a sound studio to record it. I think it'll just start to feel a lot more comfortable and like, oh, I know how to do this. And um, I I mean, if I'm being hundred percent honest, I'm like, I have a little anxiety about it, which is probably good. It's like that excitement, you know, fear combo (laughs) is what's going on, but there's a lot of other amazing things going on as well that I'm really excited about. Um, If you've been around for any length of time, you know that I have a continuation program for my weight loss for doctors only program. And so um, the the two programs are called Masters and VIP. They're both continuation programs. And once a quarter, so every three months, we do a live event for them. And we have a virtual live event coming up this weekend that I'm really, really excited about. Um, I just super love the topic. And we're actually kind of changing up the format a little bit in a way that I'm very excited about. So we used to do those when I first started those, it was pre-COVID, we did them all in person. And then of course, like everybody, we transitioned to virtual with COVID and really kind of hit our groove, like found a good way to do it that really worked for everybody. 
But then we just kind of started thinking, like, let's just change it up. You know, novelty is something that's exciting for everybody. And I'm excited about what we have going on for that. So and then we actually have enrollment for Masters in VIP starting in just two days. And we have some really awesome things that we're going to be offering the people who are going to be signing up. We are doing all these kind of book related things, because to be honest, I mean, it's really the book that or sorry, it's really my clients who've inspired the book. It's just a way of me saying thank you for being you, for being a part of the program and for continuing to show up again and again and for inspiring me. So we're doing a speaker series in the book. I actually teach several different ways to process emotions and I'm bringing in some experts into the program to go deeper, to take us through an experiential kind of workshop experience where we will go deeper on certain things that I uh, talk about in the book, such as tapping, processing trauma, embodied movement, things like that. Can't wait for that. We just secured all the speakers. Very excited about that. They're all amazing. And then our next Master's Live, which will be in November, we're building out into what we're calling Bookstravaganza (laughs) because we have our Master's Live event on Saturday, but we're taking it on the road. We're going to Houston, Texas because it's centrally located easy to get to from most places in North America and um, and a little warmer than Milwaukee where I live in November. So hopefully we can spend some time outside. And so we're going to have a big party the night before to celebrate the book. And we're going to have, of course, our amazing Masters Live event, which is just so great on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, we're going to have some other things as well. It's going to be so, so fun. And what's so cool is that is actually included in the program price, like we're not charging anybody who's an active client to come to that. So, um, so that's super fun. And we're also inviting any of our inactive clients, because you know, for some people, they feel like they've graduated, and they got out of the program what they needed, and they're living their best life, but they still want to come back and celebrate with us and kind of reconnect with some of their friends and maybe meet some new ones. And so we are inviting all our inactive clients, we don't use old clients here, sometimes we call them alumna. (laughs) but anybody who is not currently in a program um, to be able to purchase a ticket to come as well. So if that's you and you haven't gotten anything in your email, you're going to want to reach out to us because we definitely want you to come if you can. And then it even gets better. So anybody who joins our weight loss for doctors only program, our flagship program for people just starting this process or September group, they get to be invited to the Bookstravaganza event as well. We have never, ever, ever had any members from that program come to our live events. And we're so excited. We're like, we just want to include everybody. So if you want to get a taste of that, if you want in on that event, which of course you will. And of course, if you want to (laughs) do the work with amazing coaching support to actually end your struggle with food and your body and overeating and finally move into peace and freedom around food, you're going to want to be in this program. And so I have one more exciting thing that I want to tell you about. (laughs) This is all so exciting. Are you so excited? I am. (laughs) Okay. So we have a big announcement video that's going to be coming out Wednesday, August 10th, and I'm going to be emailing it out. So you want to be sure that you're on my email list so that you get it. There's two big announcements that are really, really awesome. You don't have to be a doctor in order to benefit from these things. So Whether you're a doctor or not, you're going to want to make sure to get on my email list so that you can get this information. Like I said, the email with the video from me with some big announcements is coming out Wednesday, August 10th. So there's lots of ways to get on my email list. But right now, I think the best way to do it is to sign up for the overeating first aid kit. 
And this is something that we have just brought out. It's very new. And um, we in the first week, we had over a 1000 people already opt in for it and download everything. So I know it's definitely something that people are like, Ooh, I need and want this. <laughs> and it's free. So why wouldn't you get yourself hooked up, right? And really what it is, is um, a private podcast actually that has three different audios I recorded to help you make the connection between all the stuff that I teach you about your thoughts and processing your emotions and actually not putting food in your mouth, right? Because we're like, I'm in, I get it. I totally understand all of it. Yes. But in the moment when I want to pick up the food and insert it in my mouth, how do I stop? This is how you stop. This is how you stop. So uh, so if you have wanted any help with that, this is for sure what you want. The way to get it is just to go to KatrinaUbellMD.com forward slash kit, K-I-T. Okay. It's gonna be super easy to download. We give you the instructions. It goes right into your podcast app, which makes it really easy to listen to the audios again and again. It's not some weird thing that you got to like figure out how to play it off your Dropbox or, you know, something like that on your phone. It's like we made it just as easy and um, really effective as possible for you. So you want to make sure you get on the email list, of course, get this great overeating first aid kit on the way to doing that. And then I'm going to send out this big announcement video next week. You're going to want to make sure you get it because it's some really exciting stuff too. Okay. I want to talk to you about your future. Doesn't it sound like I'm like a high school guidance counselor? Let's talk about your future. <laughs> but I mean it. I actually really do want to talk to you about your future. I think uh, really right now, but even for a lot of people the last several years, so kind of think about how this applies to you, because I'm pretty sure it applies to you at least in some way. Maybe this has been going on now since COVID hit. Maybe this has been something that's just a little bit more recent for you, maybe since the beginning of the year or the last several months. But what I've been noticing is a contraction of sorts. And what I mean by that is uh, a, a um, shortening, a smalling, that's not a word, <laughs> a contraction. It's getting smaller and smaller. And that is about your future. So the way you see your future. So when you think about maybe the late 20 teens, even though there was a lot of political stuff going on and things were kind of crazy, at least in the US, um, for a lot of people, in a lot of ways, the economy was going well and we were living our lives. And when we were thinking about the future, we were allowing ourselves to think much bigger. We were allowing ourselves to think about next year and the year after that and the year after that, and maybe even a couple years after that and making plans and being very excited about what's to come and really seeing so much potential for ourselves in the future. Then we, you know, got a global pandemic and understandably everything screeched to a bit of a halt, <laughs> right? And we were really living super day to day in some cases hour by hour, minute by minute, there were a lot of just very immediate concerns that needed to be addressed. And we really felt like we were living in a state of limbo. Like we didn't know what was going to be happening. Like I remember when I first, first my kids came home, it was like they were just going to be home for two weeks and then they were going to go back, you know, two weeks later. And of course, that was not at all how it ended up happening, right? So we, in that process, really shortened our future really made a small future for ourselves because we didn't know what was going on. We couldn't even think six months ahead, let alone a year or two or three years. 
we were really just like, how do I get through this next week? How do I get through this next day? Um, How do I get through this next shift at work? And so we didn't know what was going to be happening. It was easy to feel frozen, to feel somewhat paralyzed. Like we just can't make decisions. We don't know what to do because we just don't know what's going to be happening. The things that we thought we could count on, we felt like we could no longer count on them. And therefore, we didn't know, you know, what decisions to be making, you know, moving forward. So then as the last couple of years have progressed, for some people, they felt like they were in that limbo stage in that kind of frozen or paralyzed stage for quite some time. Other people have felt that maybe towards the middle to the end of last year, things started kind of, you know, changing some, Um, you know, right now, as I'm recording this, there's like tons of travel issues. And what that means is like, people are out traveling again, (laughs) like people want to go places. And I've gone places with my family. And we are kind of moving back into living our lives the way we somewhat remember them to be in the past. But then what's happened in the last several months is a war broke out. And now there appears to be a recession that's coming. And there's just all these new things that keep coming that don't allow us or make it harder for us to live in that state of a bigger, more expansive future. And the reason why it's a problem to not be looking at your life with a big future is because when you have a a narrow or small view of what's coming ahead for you, you aren't thinking about the big picture in the sense that you're not thinking about how small changes today will really, really improve or benefit your life in the years to come. It'll feel like, well, what's the point in making that change today? Because I can only see a week or a month out in my life right now. It's not going to make a difference. It won't make a measurable difference. I won't be able to notice the difference. But when we're thinking a year, two, three years in front of us, we start going, well, hold on a second. Three years from now, I'm really not okay. We're still struggling with this. Like I have this issue that I would really like resolved in that time frame. And if I'm not going to be in the same place I am right now in three years, and if I'm not going to be in a worse place, then probably I should start making some changes. I should probably start figuring out what the solution is going to be and start moving down the path toward implementing that solution in my life, right? And so the difference is that when we're waiting to see what happens externally, (laughs) then we are not moving forward internally. So what we're doing when we allow our worldview to become very small is we start going, well, I need to see what happens with the economy. I need to see what happens to gas prices. I need to see what happens to food prices. I need to see what happens with the elections later this year. Like I need to see all these external signs that it's okay to plan for the future, that I'm okay, that I'm safe to plan for the future before I will allow myself to do that. And in relying on things that we don't have control over, like the economy and the prices of things and who goes to war. And who I mean, we do have our say with our own votes, but ultimately, you know, it's not our decision individually who's voted into certain offices and things like that. Like when we wait for all those external things to tell us that it's okay to start planning for the future, that actually really limits and inhibits us from getting what we want in our lives. And then we come out of that difficult time in the world, kind of collectively, feeling kind of chewed up and spat out. 
We feel like we don't even know what happened. We were just kind of like in a vortex and like, here we are and time just passed and nothing has really improved in our lives. And I think when I think about this, I think of my actual 30s, the decade when I was in my 30s. And to a certain extent, I feel like that's how I experienced my 30s. And the reason for that is because of all the fertility issues that I had. And and honestly, I should I should actually, you know, kind of push it to my late 20s as well. Because even when we first decided we wanted to start a family, it took me a year and a half to get pregnant. And then after that, if you've listened to I've talked about this ages ago, years ago on this podcast, um, but but I ended up um, needing to do in vitro fertilization because I wasn't able to get pregnant again on my own which is something I said I would never do. And then there I was, slippery slope, after going through just the stress of trying to hide it from my work. And it was just a lot. And then I got pregnant, finally, did in vitro. That was great. Then I ended up having an ovarian torsion, had to have emergency surgery while I was six weeks pregnant. And then very sadly, even though it was a, um, the rest of the pregnancy was totally normal, I ended up losing that baby hours before birth. So I was in labor nine days overdue, and she died while I was laboring at home. So that was super traumatic, as you can imagine, really, really awful. And then it was like healing from that. And then when can we do in vitro again? And then we did it again. And then it worked. And then I was pregnant, but like terrified that I was going to lose this baby too. And then had that baby. And then that baby had, you know, significant feeding issues. And I was just, oh my gosh, feeding him was so hard. And then, you know, as soon as that all settled, then it was like, well, I think I got one more in me. Let's try again. And then, <laughs> and then we did it again. And then I did get pregnant. And then I was terrified again. And then that baby had feeding issues, but different feeding issues. So nursing was never easy. I was always able to do it, but it was never easy for any of my three kids. And I pushed through because I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> and I don't regret doing it, but man, I'm so glad that time's over. And then after that, we still had a frozen embryo. So I was like, oh, okay, let's put that in. So now, meanwhile, I'm almost 40 years old at this point, okay? And so it's just been like trying to get pregnant and then being pregnant and then dealing with, you know, postpartum and having a baby and all these things. So then I put that final embryo in and it takes, and then I end up miscarrying it. And so then dealing with all of that, and then my cycles were wacky afterward. And it was literally like probably actually that whole thing was probably 12 or 13 years of my life where I really wasn't able to think. Uh, into the future that much. I was actually just talking to my husband about it. I was like, do you remember what it was like back then? Like, we didn't even know what kind of car to get because we're like, we don't know. Like, are we gonna have another baby or not? Like, it's a three-year lease. Like, ah, (laughs) like everything just felt like it was sort of put on hold until we had the whole family situation and pregnancy stuff like all sorted. And I think, you know, I think that this can show up in lots of ways for different people. But in our cases, we just weren't sure we needed all this extra assistance to get pregnant. It wasn't as simple as like, well, yeah, you know, it takes us about three to six months to get pregnant. We can have another baby if we wanted. It's like, you know, we don't know. We like really don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, of course, like the cost of everything, it was just very, very involved. So that when I think of having just like a really shortened, small future, I think of that time in my life where it was literally just like, I just need to know the next time I need to go in and get an ultrasound. Like, (laughs) I just need to know the next time I need to go see the reproductive endocrinologist, you know, like that was such a huge part of my life for so long. And then, you know, talk about feeling kind of, you know, chewed up and spat out at the end of it. I was kind of like, whoa, here I am. Oh my gosh, I'm almost 40 years old. Like what is happening? And if you know my story at all, you know, that was the time I started reevaluating things in my life going like, what's working? What's not? Am I, am I happy with how things are going? And certainly the struggles that I'd had with my 
eating and with food were something I was not happy with. And that's really what led me to stop getting off the treadmill of doing the exact same thing with Weight Watchers again and again and again, and then regaining the weight every time in between to starting down this path that ultimately led me to find life coaching. And then here we are. So I'm grateful for that. But we don't necessarily ideally want to plan to just have like a whole decade of our lives escape us. And with the state of the world, I don't think it's really useful to hinge our ability to look and plan for our future and create the future we want to external circumstances like who's in political power and what the economy is doing. You know, sure, maybe it's easier to think thoughts about our future that are really positive. Maybe it's, you know, it's what we prefer, but it's just not always going to be that way. And if it's not that way, that doesn't mean that we can't still think about our future and what we want to create despite what's going on around us. You know, so when you think about it, like it always feels better to have a plan than to feel like you're uncertain and you're sitting around and waiting. And if you think about what I just said, like when you have a plan, that's coming from you internally. That's you deciding, you know what, there's something that I want for myself and I'm going to create a plan. I'm going to move toward figuring that out. And so that comes from within you. But uncertainty and waiting comes from things outside of you where you're like, well, I don't know. And so I need to wait and observe and I need to see and I, I need to determine if what's going on around me makes me changing or creating something different, um, you know, makes that possible. And what I want to offer to you is that it's always possible, no matter what's going on around you, to make a change that's important to you. I was just talking to somebody about this and, you know, they were talking about like, when is it, you know, ever too late to stop trying to lose weight for the last time? And I'm like, listen, I mean, I just think that everybody deserves to experience peace and freedom around food. I personally don't care how much you weigh. It's not really that important to me. You get to choose that. But for me, I mean, I feel much more compelled to help you to stop overeating, to stop using food against yourself and as a way to make your life tolerable so that you can just coexist with food and no longer have that be a problem because you deserve to live however much of your life is left in that place. I mean, everybody deserves to have that, right? And so that comes when we just decide, you know what, I see what I've been doing. I see what I've what's been creating these problems. And I want to opt out of this. I want to do something different that comes from within. You want to be really careful about letting external inputs, largely like the news, you know, and that doesn't mean that you're watching the news or necessarily reading a newspaper. It could be just what you're picking up on social media, what people are talking about, you know, radio shows, things like that, other podcasts. You want to be really careful about those external inputs telling you what your future is. I notice when I'm reading the paper, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, they're in sales in the sense that their headlines are trying to sell you into reading the article, you know, and if you're not careful about managing your mind, you can start getting really worried and scared, even if what they're talking about doesn't even really apply to you or is not actually a problem for you. You know, you just want to be really, really clear that you are the one that determines your future, not what's going on around you. Okay. You have the power here when you decide to take it. When you live in that state of sort of uncertainty and waiting, it's much more disempowering because you think that what's going on around you has the power to determine what your experience of your life is or to determine what's even possible for you in your life. And what I want to offer to you and remind you 
is that that's not the case at all. You get to take that power back just by deciding, oh, no, it's not the external circumstances that determine my experience of my life. I determine that. And if you're hearing this going, yeah, this all sounds good, but I do not know what you actually mean or how to do that. That's exactly what I help my clients on the Weight Loss for Doctors Only program learn to do. Okay. And you may hear that and go like, well, but what does that have to do with weight loss? It has everything to do with weight loss, right? Us deciding, we get to decide that there's a different way. That's up to us. It's so empowering to do that, to realize that you can make changes even when everything's falling apart around you. So many people who worked with me during the pandemic were like, I am so glad I did this now. Whereas so many other people were sitting around waiting, looking, I don't know, is it okay? Is it safe? I don't know. And that's okay if that's how you're living your life. That is how most people approach these kinds of things. But I want you to really think about your bigger and better future. If you do not think you have a bigger or better future ahead of you, that's a problem. It really is a problem. When you start to just play around with understanding that you do have a bigger and better future ahead of you, that's when we start cooking with gas, so to speak. That's when we start really making progress. And you may not even know or be able to envision what that bigger and better future is. You know, sometimes people are like, I don't even know what it could be. That's okay. You don't have to know what it is, but you can at least play around with the idea that, you know what, there's something bigger and better out there for me. And that doesn't mean that what I have right now is awful and I have to escape it. It just means that there's still some improvement. There's still growth for me. There's still a way for me to solve some of the problems that I've been experiencing and create something different for myself. Maybe it's have deeper, more meaningful relationships. Maybe it's having more impact on the world. Maybe it is, you know, being able to be a better mentor or being able to produce important medical research and data and literature or changing our medical system, right? Advocacy. (laughs) There's so many things that could be done with that bigger and better future, but you first have to believe that it exists. Okay. I really want you to think about that. If you are thinking, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I think I have a bigger and better future, then that is something I can teach you to do as well. This is a learned behavior to shut things down and keep it small. Sometimes we're taught even as kids, like, you know, you don't, that's not for you. You don't get to do that. That's not for people like us. And we just have to decide that that's wrong. And it's actually not true because it actually isn't true. And then I just want to leave you with one more thing. You know, there's so much concern over food prices right now. And I have to tell you, I was, you know, looking at a food receipt the other day and I was just like, dang, fruit's expensive. (laughs) I was like, wow, that really is expensive. So, and I get it. Prices really have gone up. I do also want to point this out to you, and I do not mean this in like a silly or facetious way. I really mean it. If you're overeating, that costs you money. So if you're concerned about food prices, you can probably get your budget right back to where it was or maybe even less your food budget just by stopping overeating. I mean this. I've seen it time and time again. Overeating costs a lot of money. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to point that out to you. Okay. I just want to point that out to you. All right, my friend, thank you so much for joining me. There's so many exciting things coming up here and I just, you know, I can feel your excitement and thank you so much for sharing it with me. It really is just 
It's just really cool. And I'm really trying to do a better job at like celebrating things. I have this tendency, I think like so many of us doctors, right? It's like we achieve the thing and then we super downplay it and we don't let ourselves enjoy it. And this is really something I'm working on not doing. (laughs) Really, really, really trying to focus on letting myself enjoy this, letting people, um, you know, well, they're going to be excited whether I want them to be or not, but like in joining them in their excitement. And so I want to invite you to join me in my excitement because it's really a cool thing (laughs) to have happen. (laughs) All right, very good. And if you haven't secured your pre-order yet on the book, just go to any place they sell books, really, but Amazon, Barnes & Noble, like wherever, it's called How to Lose Weight for the Last Time, and um, and you can place a pre-order for it even right now. All right, thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, I'm just... Love connecting with you every week. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.